0: Hey Les, guess what? What? I just got back from Midsummer Scream, and holy crap, it was a blast!
1: Ah, oh, what all did you get to do? Oh, did you get to talk to all the people and see all the things? And and uh, okay, I wait, I need to break this down because I couldn't go this year yet again. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was an absolute freaking blast. And I want to dedicate this entire episode to Midsummer Scream. So throughout the episode, we are going to hear bits and pieces from all the people that I met and got to interview there on the show floor or in the queue line or wherever. But the entire episode is all going to be about our experience at Midsummer Scream. So, listeners, I hope you enjoy.
2: Hi, uh, my name is Sarah. I'm at Midsummer Scream because I really like horror movies and I didn't have anything cooler to do.
3: (laughs) Hello, my name is Aaron. I'm from Long Beach. I'm here with my my family at Midsummer Screamin' and and we love horror movies.
4: (laughs) Hi, I'm Bella. I'm from Sydney, Australia and I came because we have nothing horror related in Australia.
5: Uh, This is Jacob Schneider. I'm from Los Angeles, California, and I'm here to celebrate Halloween early. This is my first time and I'm really excited.
4: Hi,
2: my name is Danny. I'm from Anaheim, California, and I'm here just to have some fun because I really love horror. I'm Michaela. I'm from Buena Park, and I'm just here to have fun as well.
3: Hi, my name is Joey. I'm from Marina Valley, and I'm here to go see the Hall of Shadows. Hi, my name is Vance. I'm from Long Beach, and I'm just here to have some fun with my friends. Hello, I'm Anthony. I'm from Long Beach, and I'm here to see Hall of Shadows.
2: Hi, I'm Daisy. I'm from uh, Linwood,
4: and I'm here because Anthony's here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, hello. My name is Cedric. I'm also from Linwood. Uh, first time here, so I'm just here to check out the vendors. <laughs>
1: Coming to you live from the Chamber of Hunter Studios, this is Haunting You. I am your host, Leslie Reed.
0: And I'm Keone Hutton. Welcome, everyone, to the Haunting You podcast. I know we're kind of late. It's what today is, what, August 13th? I promise yes. we have a good excuse. <laughs> we do. We always, we always have a good excuse.
1: We do. Because as much as we love our podcast, we have, you know, outside lives and families and things that...
0: eyes. No, but like this time we actually have a legitimate podcast reason for the podcast being so late This episode is completely dedicated to Midsummer Scream We are super excited to share Midsummer Scream with you So Midsummer Scream is a convention that happens in Long Beach, California And this year it was, should have thought of that before I started talking
1: In July
0: (laughs) This year it was the 28th through the 30th of July I got to go because I, you know, stationed here in California. And so it's just a six hour drive for me to get to Long Beach. And so I went and just had an absolute freaking blast. But I I made like 70 different recordings while at Midsummer Scream. And it (laughs) took time to go through all of those recordings, chop them down into something that would be useful for the podcast, would be entertaining to listen to. And so that's really why this is so late. It just took time to get through all of the raw material that, uh, that we created at Midsummer Scream. And Go thank ahead, you Dustin.
1: for everybody who you know took their time and, and answered Keone's questions and <laughs> gave us all of this awesome conversational data that we've... Just now started to get through.
0: Absolutely, it's a it's a three day conference. I was only able to go there for, on Friday night, which is like I was so incredibly depressed about. But my real job was sending me. Uh, I had to travel across the country, and so that that was my option. I could only go Friday night. And by the time I got there on Friday, the line trying waiting to get in was. Wrapped around the convention center, like there were so many people, it, the the line took up half the length of the convention center, and then stretched for two blocks down the down the street. And I was That's like, "Awesome! It, it was phenomenal." I was not expecting that kind of crowd for a Friday night, but I get there and I'm like. Well, I've got an hour before the door opens. It would be absolutely silly to stand in this line for an hour. I'm just going to walk up and down the line and talk to people. And so throughout this episode, you are going to hear from the people who are standing in that queue line about where they're from and why they decided to come out to the convention. So let's, let's listen to a few more of those right now.
2: Uh, I'm Noah, and I'm from West, from West Covina, and I'm here to go through everything, like the mazes, and like, see some of my favorite YouTubers.
6: My name is Jaden, I'm from Walla, and I'm here because I'm hanging out with my
3: friends.
2: Sam from Arcadia, California, and because I'm obsessed with the Lost Boys, I want to see Jason Patrick. Hi, I'm Ari, I'm from Lake Forest, and I came because it's spooky things and I gotta drag my best friend over. Hi, I'm Chelsea. I'm from Irvine and I just, I was born on Halloween so I got spooky in me. I gotta go where the spooky is. I'm Anna with my daughter Aaliyah. We come out every year and we're from Inglewood. And we come out here just, it's fun to get out here and hang out with my daughter and look at spooky stuff. I'm Destiny and I am from Idaho and I am here to see Kimberly Brown. Been a huge Halloween fan my whole life and I'm very, very excited.
3: Uh, I'm Drake. I'm from L.A. and I'm here to
0: accompany Destiny. Good
7: supportive
0: boyfriend. I mean, you can hear it in their voices. There's so much energy. There's so much excitement. And they are there for just a ton of different reasons. I think one of the cool things about Midsummer Scream, because it's taking place in Long Beach, which is basically L.A. for those who don't know California geography... It's it's the hub of the movie industry, right? And so they have a easy time of getting just a ton of horror actors to come and sign autographs and take pictures and and all of that. Really cool opportunity. And I don't remember. I don't recall who was it that your husband wanted to see last year. Oh, last? Oh oh, oh
1: oh Metallica. Metallica. Yeah. No,
0: one one of like know. the the lead guitarist for Metallica or no, something. No, it just...
1: wasn't Hatfield. It, it wasn't
0: Hatfield. Somebody from Metallica. Yes. Was there last year? And so like. The, the celebrities that they're able to get is just absolutely mind-boggling Kurt, at times. Kurt Hammett. There you go. There you go.
1: Kurt Hammett. <laughs> who so, is their lead guitar, but Hetfield's kind of their front man. So
0: fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Hollywood. Very, very easy to get fancy people who work and love, you know, <laughs> movies and are Halloween actors to come out, which then makes everybody else who love Halloween and Halloween movies and things like that
0: show up. Thank you. Well, places well, like Australia. Well summarized. Yeah, and so there are a few really interesting people that I ran into in the queue line. Uh, the first I had to talk to was the person who was at the front of this ginormous queue. <laughs> and so let, let's see, let's hear what they had to say. Okay, for starters, what's your name? Where are you from? Uh,
5: Bruno
3: um, from Lake Elsinore, California.
5: What brought you out to Midsummer Scream today? Spooky. <laughs> sh- Spooky <laughs> sh- I love it. What exactly are you looking for in there?
3: Um, I'm excited to try the mazes definitely excited to try the mazes and just you know shopping, shopping yeah find t-shirts some right.
5: perfect i love it you
0: are at the front of a very long line what time did you get here to get that spot
3: oh it's like, like yeah we left we left us at like 12 i think we we got here probably like two want
5: to say so four hours before door opening just about (laughs) fantastic well congratulations on your super awesome spot and hope you have fun
3: yeah
7: absolutely hopefully
0: (laughs) four hours before door opening they get into the line and they were just standing there in 95 degree heat the entire afternoon that is dedication to all they wanted was t-shirts and all they well they wanted t-shirts and spooky i mean you heard it from his (laughs) mouth you you wanted spooky (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh and this is one of the many reasons why we adore this industry
0: (laughs) they are truly my kind of people constantly right (laughs) Yep. but after uh you know talking to the first person in line i bumped into just a uh, a ton of other just really fascinating people uh, who love to come to the convention every year And there's a variety of reasons why they like to come every year. But uh, I was absolutely fascinated about what kept bringing them back. And so uh, I grabbed a couple and and started talking to them. So let's why do people keep coming back to Midsummer Scream? I think it's no better way than to hear it from their own voices.
7: Okay, my name's Lisa. And what do you want to know?
5: Where are you from? Uh, Huntington Beach. And what brought you out to the convention? I come every year. You come every year?
7: Yeah.
5: What uh, keeps you coming back?
7: Um, Just the whole, the whole thing. I just like to come see all the special effects, all the panels, you know, all the merchandise and all the crazy people. You know what I mean? I'm gonna be with my people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you think that you don't have a pe- your people, here we are. You know, probably to I'm gonna find my next relationship here. You know, you know what I'm
5: saying? I do know what you're saying. You know,
7: probably get ghosted, but you know.
0: If you're gonna get ghosted, this is the place, it's to, get the place to get
7: ghosted.
5: Ghosted. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks so much.
0: Yeah, so like why does she keep coming back to find her people? We keep we talk about it all the time. Like the haunting the hunter attraction industry, it really is uh, about it's it's a spot for for everyone who does not feel like they have a belonging elsewhere and uh if you if you don't feel like you like you belong, you're probably a bit of a weirdo. Come join us. We are we're a bunch of weirdos too and find your nearest convention and go find weirdos like you.
1: Yeah, and you know enthusiasts any any chance we get to you know get excited or obsessive about things we do and we completely understand when everybody else does that with their own particular pieces of the world
0: and i absolutely love how she was joking about like finding her next significant other there and potentially getting ghosted like it it was just freaking perfect
1: (laughs) yes yes no better place to get ghosted than halloween convention
0: or a horror convention exactly so let's hear from a couple other uh regular attendees.
1: Oh,
6: I'm Evan, I'm from the San Fernando Valley, and I've been just every year.
5: Really? How many years have you come? Uh, like, How long has it been going?
6: Yeah, it started in 2015.
5: What do you, what keeps bringing you back?
6: I mean, I love seeing parks, I love Halloween, I love horror.
5: Are you, do you work in the hunter attraction industry or are you just a horror fanatic?
6: I'm just a fanatic.
5: I love it. I have. That's a great reason to be coming. What year do you think has been the best so far?
6: Oh man, that's tough. <laughs> I don't even know. Maybe, maybe last
1: year, twenty eighteen.
5: We'll be twenty twenty three. We'll see.
1: We'll
5: know here. We'll know
0: here shortly, won't we? Exactly. All right. Thanks you so much.
1: The next year.
0: The next year? No, this year twenty three through is this year.
1: <laughs> right, but the best year is always going
0: to be the next year. That the best year is always going to be. That's right. As long as it keeps happening, we're, we're proven every year. Mm-hmm. And then the last guy I ran into uh, actually normally works the convention, but this year he was there just as an attendee. And I found uh, him kind of fascinating. Let's hear it.
3: Uh, Robert Wills, born in New York, raised in California. And I come every year. Usually I'm working it. I'm not working it this year. So I get to actually go around and check everything out. And I mean, working it is just as fun as being a guest, if not more. But. Yeah, it'll be nice to be able to just f- around. Well, not like I. Well, except I'm not getting paid to do it this time. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I changed my answer. It is more fun to, to work it because you're getting paid too. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get that. And you're not waiting in the line. But you know, I get to be on the po- what's the podcast? This one, Haunting?
0: Yeah, i on the Haunting
3: You podcast. Oh, sweet.
0: Cool. I sympathize with those guys so much. Last year, I was a vendor at Midsummer Scream, and so I got the fancy vendor pass. I got to get in, you know, five hours early, set up my booth, and then go wander the floor, and I could talk to people before any of the attendees showed up. This year, I had to stand in the giant line, or rather, I had to walk up and down the giant line because I refused to stand in the line and then well it at least gave me an opportunity to talk to fascinating people but then once the line started going in i just kind of inserted myself into said line continued to interview I mean, I, I was, people, and, and it got me in
1: ask you as to um, <laughs> where in the line did you end up
0: i ended up about maybe 40% of the way back because i was just kind of walking up and down the line you know catching uh-huh. pulling anyone i could to to interview and there were not many, not as many people willing to be interviewed as I initially expected. I ended up using a lot of peer pressure to convince people to do it. And, you know, I would go up and down the line. Hey, who wants to be on a podcast? Just give me 10 seconds of your time and you can be immortalized forever on the Internet. For some reason, people didn't, you know, they, did, they didn't do it for them. They didn't, buy that? <laughs> they didn't totally buy it. Wow. But but it worked out. Like every time someone made eye contact with me, I'd be like, you, you made eye contact. I saw it. Clearly, you want to be on a podcast. And like once I engage with people one on one, they were usually a little bit more willing or else I could get one person in the group. And then once they've talked, then the rest of the, them in their group would uh, would be willing to as well. And there were a number of times where I'd be like, I would interview one person and they would say something along the lines of, well, my friend drugged me along. And I'd be like, well, you drug her. So clearly you need to be talking as well. <laughs> You know, ended up working pretty well, but it was, it was a hot day. People were standing in long, in this super long line, 95 degrees, and it was exhausting. <laughs> yeah. But despite that, I mean, you hear it in their voices, how much energy they have, how excited they are to be there. I want to jump in and, and hear some more of those before we, before we move on.
2: Uh, Nicole from Marysville, Washington. Uh, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos about Midsummer Scream for a few years now And this is finally the year to come
3: And I'm Jamie, her husband, and same place, Marysville, Washington. Watch a lot on YouTube I am Miles
6: and I am from Los Angeles and I'm here to see some really cool s sh-
3: my
8: name's Nathan. I'm from uh, Los Angeles. Yeah uh, We're looking for some like Greek mythology style costume stuff, you know I'll be playing around with that this year, it's going to be great.
2: Uh, Hi, I'm Amalia, I'm from Los Angeles, California. I'm a professional makeup artist and I'm here looking for some SFX makeup.
3: My name is Tommy and I'm from Victorville,
5: California. And why are you here? To check it out, I've never been to something like this before. some kind of horror invention type of deal, so I'm guessing that's what it is, a Halloween horror invention, so check it out, see what it is, see what it's about. Cool. Hopefully have some fun, man.
9: My name is Charlie. Charlie,
5: what's your name? Lily. All right. I'm from
9: L.A.
8: We came here. I came here with my daughter to show her what spooky stuff they have. And I'm excited to see what they have this year for Midnight Summer screen.
0: Oh, my gosh. Charlie and Lily cracked me up when i was talking to them. Lily's got to be like 11, 12, you know, just just about to hit into her teenage years and she was so embarrassed by her father. It was <laughs> wonderful.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. You heard it.
0: You heard it there. Like he got the energy, he's super excited spending time with his daughter and she was just like, "Dad, what are you doing?" <laughs>
1: it's like, "Oh, stop talking to people."
0: <laughs>
1: Don't engage.
0: Who is this guy in the black shirt that's bothering me? (laughs)
1: Oh, it happens to the best of
0: us (laughs) but we found you know over the course of you know just walking the line and and meeting people I bumped into uh, a couple who had a couple of people not a couple but a couple of people who traveled quite a ways to be there and I think the record for who travels furthest. Now, granted, I did not talk to everyone at the convention. There are thousands of people attended, but I still feel fairly confident that this person who I randomly stumbled upon holds the record for traveled the furthest to attend the convention. Hey everyone, this is Keone here, standing outside the Long Beach Convention Center, waiting to get into Midsummer Scream. And I am here with Bella, who I think holds the record for uh, traveled the furthest to get here today. Bella, introduce yourself.
4: Hi, I'm Bella. I'm 44 and I'm from Sydney, Australia.
0: Sydney, Australia. What has brought you to Long Beach today?
4: So, we're here on a bit of a holiday. Uh, When we found out that Midsummer Scream was on, that was basically our priority for the whole weekend. So, we're incredibly excited. We've watched uh, YouTube videos from the last couple of years of Midsummer Scream just in preparation for this. Uh, It's going to be absolutely wild and we're here for it.
5: I am super excited to have you here uh, what brought like what is uh, what started your interest in in horror and Halloween uh, in everything this conventions about
4: yeah so I started reading Stephen King books when I was about seven or eight years old um, I was a very sadistic child <laughs> I think I think I watched child's play when it originally came out back in the 80s um, as a very small child and just from there my love of, of everything has grown so I'm into like a lot of like beat more like B movies and things 80s horror um, even we we, we've started rewatching all of the, um, the original, like, Universal Monsters and stuff again, just just for, you know, for fun, I suppose.
5: Why do you think uh, you're attracted to All Things Spooky? Where's, what's the appeal in it for you?
4: I feel like the appeal is that the world is so serious, and with horror movies, while you kind of get scared from them, the majority of them, you kind of walk away from thinking that life isn't incredibly bad, because, you know, you haven't been slashed to pieces, and,
7: you know... <laughs> <laughs> I
5: have
4: learned also is, don't answer the door. <laughs>
5: It could always be worse.
7: <laughs> it could always be worse. Just don't answer the door.
4: If someone starts knocking, just don't. Just go and hide under the bed or something.
5: What's your favorite Stephen
6: King book?
4: Oh, probably Firestarter.
6: That's that, a good,
4: that is solid. Firestarter was the one that started it all, <laughs> and the original movie as well. I haven't actually watched the remake of it because I just feel that you can't remake perfection.
5: I love it. I love it. What do you hope what are you most excited to see inside those doors?
4: So we're excited to see um, we there's a lot of vendors here that we've bought stuff from before so like Monster love Looney and stitches. Um, So, we're excited to actually finally come and meet them and and see their stuff in person. There's a couple of artists that we're looking um, forward to seeing, Um, Riot's one of them, Uh, sorry, One Man Riot's one of them, Um, and also just a lot of the panels. So, I work with a lot of drag artists back in Australia, so my thing is really seeing the Bluets this weekend, seeing Victoria Black, uh, Landon Cider, and just kind of, uh, yeah, being being a part of it all and getting to see the, the panels, the demonstrations, and also the Haunted Houses, they look amazing.
5: I was absolutely blown away when I saw the haunted, with the haunted houses they had here last year. So I think you're in for a treat. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the haunted house, the Halloween scene in Australia. Like it boggles my mind that Halloween is happening in the spring. Mm-hmm. Like how does that change things for you?
4: So we don't generally celebrate Halloween, which most people get really shocked about. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, so it's only been the last kind of like five years that people have started embracing Halloween, um, and we do a very uh, I'll say interesting version of it because it is summer like yeah. it's it going into summer there so you know kids are hot like it, it's a day like today where it's like you know 30 degrees out and it's you know,
5: that, that's in the 90s for all you
3: sorry, who use Fahrenheit oh,
4: 90s, sorry. <laughs> that's right someone tried to sell me a tape measure before that was in inches and I was like that's no use to me we don't use inches I was like there's only one thing inches are good for and uh, I don't need a tape measure for that <laughs> but um yeah so basically it's you know like it's 90 degrees like you know Shit melts, um kids melt, so they, it kind of they sort of do it on a very smaller scale. Um, usually what happens is people will put a balloon at the front of their house if they're you know wanting to kids to come and trick or treat at them. Most of the neighborhood kind of doesn't really get into it though. We're kind of a bit different because we are massive fans of like horror and Halloween, those kind of things. We we do tend to decorate the house a little bit and we're just a little bit um a little bit different, I suppose, in yeah. case you couldn't tell. <laughs> I don't
5: know, you're blending pretty good with the crowd here.
4: <laughs> hey, we've got our people here, which is fantastic. (laughs) Um, But generally, oh hang on, I think the line's moving. but generally, yeah, we, we don't blend in at all. We blend in with all the people here because um, we wear a lot of black. It, there's a kind of a bit of a joke that if you live in Melbourne, which is where we've lived for the last seven years before moving back to Sydney, that um, if you don't wear black, you're basically not part of the clan because it's, it's, it's effectively the, the whole state's uniform. Um, but here, yeah, we're just finding that like there's really cute people. There's like everyone kind of wearing spooky stuff. Um, there's a lot of cobwebs, a lot of black, a lot of um, cool makeup and outfits and stuff. So we're looking forward to it
5: that's absolutely fantastic it was an absolute pleasure for meeting to you and
0: th- thank you for taking the time to chat with me
4: thank you so much for having us
0: yeah so bella i hope you listened to this episode it was an absolute pleasure to meet you i love chatting with you and and learning about like what the the halloween scene in australia is like i'm super excited that like you are into it and are are spreading that cheer that halloween cheer to uh, to your neighbors keep it up freaking love it absolutely freaking love it
1: you're my new favorite person
0: <laughs> Wasn't she a <sheer> delight? Like,
1: <laughs> oh yes. ha <sighs> always nice to not deal with Americans.
0: <laughs> but, <laughs> Fair enough. Well, another. Another long traveler uh, I ran into, not quite as far as Sydney, to be fair, not quite as far as Sydney, uh, but still made it quite the effort to to get to Ms. scream Let's hear.
2: I'm Natalie. I'm originally from Wisconsin, but we live in Ventura now, and I just love all things Halloween and horror. I came last year for the first time, and so I was there just for one day. This year, we're here all weekend, so I want to see some of my favorite faces and vendors. Fantastic.
5: What brought you out from Wisconsin?
2: Him, <laughs> my boyfriend. It's a good reason. Yeah, I work remote, so I can kind of be anywhere.
5: Is it true there's a ton of cheese in Wisconsin?
2: So much, and it's better than California cheese.
5: I'm definitely making the trip.
2: Yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> cheese curds, if you go, cheese curds. It's fried cheese. You can't go wrong.
0: You cannot go wrong with fried cheese.
1: We know your feelings on cheese.
0: <laughs> Indeed. <laughs>
1: Clearly, we have so many people here who are so excited to be going in, and even the ones who've been, let's politely say, kidnapped by friends or family.
0: <laughs> it's a it's a good kidnapping. It's a good kidnapping.
1: It's a good kidnapping. Even they seem pretty excited about going in and, and doing this whole adventure. As we know, there are more than just Halloweenies and horror fans who go. There are also creators, and, and when those two groups mix you get this wonderful adventure of cosplay (laughs) and mixing horror and creative people. The cosplay is always going to be outstanding.
0: Abs of freaking lully, And they're, I'm gonna say there was a wide variety of of cosplayers there everything from a dude who bought his mask at the dollar store and uh, created a costume out of around this dollar store mask all the way up to a woman who was dressed head to toe in flowers just flowers freaking everywhere so i every time i saw a really cool costume i had to stop in and ask them about it so uh let's hear it my name is um, I'm from
3: Long Beach. That's where I grew up from. And um, what made me come down here was because I kind of seen it. They were advertising it, so I decided to come down. You know, show my costume. It's my second time actually going out with it.
5: So this is a completely audio, since you know, clearly you can see just a recorder here. So describe your costume a little bit and uh, talk about, talk about it.
3: Well, here's my vest. Here's um something that you could put it in. Well, kind of just like a side pouch. Here's my gun. Um, my gun holster and yeah i have the the patches this is um a custom badge that i got from uh, etsy i like it pretty much you, you, you
5: can't see it but uh they all say umbrella because umbrella corporation
3: oh yeah umbrella corporation from what um resident evil i got the shield right here too oh that's solid did you make that yourself um no i didn't make the shield myself but i put the sticker on there so yeah
5: where did you get the shield because i may need to pick me up one of those
3: <laughs> um evic.com I like it.
5: I like it. Do you uh, feature any of your cosplays on like social media or anything you want to shout out?
3: Um, I really don't, but I post on Instagram. So, Sensitive X. S E N T I V E X. Perfect. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, so he was dressed up as uh, I don't know. Is cop the right word for like riot police from uh, from Resident Evil from the Resident Evil franchise? And you know, it was something he had put together just from a variety of uh, pieces he had found at thrift shops and online and and all that. And, you know, not a lot of things that he created himself, but did, a I think, a fantastic job of drawing in pieces from all over to create a cohesive costume.
1: And that's how a lot of people get started with cosplay, is not the, let me sit down and teach myself foam work and make a giant foam with all of these other pieces. Most people start with, Well, that looks good, and that looks right, and that looks right. Okay, I think this works.
0: Yeah, exactly. And if you don't have a budget, well, there's always the dollar store.
5: Mm -hmm. Jeff from Orange, City Orange. And I haven't been to this in a while. Uh, Last place I went to was CreepyCon, so this this one it has been a while since I've been, since, like, probably before COVID, I think. So... I absolutely
0: love your mask. Did you 3D print that yourself or did you buy that?
5: It's like at the dollar store.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You wear it well. (laughs) His mask was super cool. It was very like geometric. It was a bunch of geometric shapes making up this face. So very like angular and it it was just super cool. It looked uh, like something that could be done pretty easily on a, on a 3d printer, but he he actually found that at the dollar store and uh, created a whole character based around this one mask. And it was, it was absolutely fascinating.
1: That's awesome.
0: On the other end of the spectrum though, we have people who just go all freaking out. And the, the best example I can give is, is this woman I ran into several times and like it was obvious I was running into her several times because as I mentioned before, she was covered head to toe in flowers. So let, let's hear about her her cosplay experience.
2: Uh, My name is Lauren, I live in Redona Beach and I am here with uh, my friend for the Midsummer Scream because we both love horror.
5: Absolutely love it. Your dress is absolutely freaking fantastic. I don't fully have the words to describe it, it is like the most audacious garden I have ever seen. (laughs) Definitely go check out my Instagram because there will be pictures of it. Did you make this yourself?
2: I did. I did. I made it myself.
5: Tell me about the process of making this.
2: Um, I basically just bought um, a couple of like base fabrics and then put artificial flowers all over it.
5: What inspired you to turn yourself into a living garden?
2: Well, midsummer, obviously. <laughs>
5: <laughs> midsummer, of course. And how long did this take you?
2: Oh, it took me like I I was working on this for months. Yeah.
5: Do you uh, do this kind of thing often?
2: Uh, No, this is actually, like, my first cosplaying that I've ever done, so, yeah.
5: Fair enough. Do you plan to do more?
2: I don't know. We'll see how this convention goes. If, if we like it, maybe again. I was like, I don't know why I thought this when I came here in this giant dress, but I was like, I didn't expect people to want to come up and talk to me and take my picture, mm-hmm. but I'm, like, dressed like this, so it's like I'm asking for it
5: a little bit. You've, you've kind of turned yourself into a target. Is this a joint uh, cosplay here? Uh, yeah, Tell me about your your half.
2: Uh, so I'm just one of the other characters from Midsummer, one of the cult members, who kind of gets her into the fray of everything. So it's way easier than this, and I'm not much of a effort putter when it comes to costumes so i was like hey i'll, I'll do the easy part if you'll wear that Especially describe
5: it a little for our listeners since there's clearly no video
2: oh yeah so i've just got like a really basic flower crown compared to like her insane flower crown and then just a white cult dress i've got a norwegian uh necklace going on with some runes on it and then this little like swedish looking vest yeah super simple
5: and how long did this take you?
2: Uh, a good five minutes of Amazon. Solid. <laughs> oh, hey, hey,
5: hey. That's my kind of. That's the kind of effort I put into costuming. Do you plan to do more uh, cosplay?
2: I do. I'm I'm a Star Wars lady, and so I'm working on a cosplay for celebration in two years. And I'm not really much of a cosplayer, but I would like to get into it. So.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. So a couple of you know a couple of new cosplayers there, but the amount of effort that they put into these midsummer costumes just freaking blew me away. I what can't a, What a even, horror
1: movie. What a horror movie to pick from, too.
0: <laughs> but so appropriate for Midsummer Scream. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Yeah. And so one more cosplayer I ran into, uh, just completely decked out in fatigues, uh, right out of a, like a military movie. I didn't recognize it, so I had to ask more.
6: I'm, I'm Nico Flores. I'm from uh San Diego. And wait, what was the last question? Why? You, what brought you out to the convention? Oh, what brought me out is uh, I'm hanging out with my family, and uh, I wanted to show off my cosplay that I, I made recently. So,
5: tell yeah. Since this is all audio and people can't see you, tell us a little bit. Like, describe the the cosplay you're doing.
6: Oh, the cosplay I'm doing right now. Uh, it's um, well, it's a sort of uh, screen accurate version of uh, the Prowler slash Rosemary's Killer. Um, the the killer's uh, cosplay, of course, or the costume, of course, but um. Yeah, I just, uh, it's all decked out military gear, from some from World War II and, uh, Vietnam, uh, reenactment stuff, but, uh, yeah, I just, uh, so I'm a bit, uh, nervous so no. It's
3: okay, it's okay.
6: Well, that's, that, that's just it, if you, uh, switch up the, the Prowl of 1981, not the Prowl of the Spider-Verse, everyone's gonna get that confused, but, <laughs> it just, it's a niche movie, but I, I, wanted to do it cause it was, I mean, it, it's a, it's in-budget costume, and It's so niche everyone yep. should see it you know i love it i absolutely love it uh tell me a little bit about like where do you get the parts for your costume
5: because this looks pretty damn authentic
6: ah well um most of it uh it's just i go on like local uh, apps and try and see if i can get it locally uh if not i go on ebay of course ebay's a bit bit expen- on the expensive side and you might not get the deal but if you need the thing now you're gonna get it now i like amazon as well but um that and some of the props uh, i just cut the make from like uh like wood and foam like with my knife and uh and shotgun which is a toy gun but I just cut it down and modified it a bit that's that's really it basically
5: sure do you uh feature your cosplays on instagram or any other social media you want to shout out
6: yes I uh feature it on uh well mostly on instagram twitter's mostly for my art and it's uh it's on killer bleach that's uh killer underscore bleach uh on instagram and on uh twitter but yeah, that's it. on Instagram, it is just most cosplays and art, so it's a combination of both. Yeah.
0: yeah, so Nico, Nico, absolutely freaking love your effort, uh, and keep it up, man. You're doing cool things, and, and I hope you continue doing it. All right, let's hear real quick uh, some opinions from some other folks who were out there in the queue line as well.
5: Uh, Eric
8: Lucano uh, from Carson, California. Uh, first time midsummers experience, I guess, and I'm a fan of uh, Mazes.
2: Hi, I'm Sarah. Uh, I'm from Carson, California, and I'm here for the shopping, specifically Backstitch Bruja. <laughs> I've been wanting to get so much of her stuff, so that's why I'm that's why I'm here. <laughs> I'm Hannah. I'm from Lakewood, and I'm a huge Halloween fanatic, and this is a fun place to meet other people with the same interests.
8: <laughs> I'm Zoe. I'm from North Hollywood, and I'm just here to
5: look at merch. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm from Merceda. I'm here to get a
3: couple autographs. Yeah! <laughs> okay, well, I'm Nathan Fernandez. And I'm from California, Southern California, Hesperio. And uh, I'm here today because uh, my friends wanted to go to this. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. it would be great. it would be fun. And I'm excited to be here. I'm Francisco Vasquez. I'm also from California. Hola, como estas? Esta bien. Look, I don't know that much Spanish. What's brought you out today? Same reason as him. They wanted to come, so I came with.
5: Hello,
2: my name is Claudia. Yeah, I'm just a Mm -hmm. huge fan of, like, spooky stuff and, like, horror, so we're just here to see a bunch of stuff, a bunch of people, but yeah, Lori Castro from Whittier, and I'm here because Halloween is life. love Halloween, have to be here. Haven't missed one yet. I'm Erica Rosas, I'm from Hema, California, and we're here for
4: some horror.
3: Uh, Same here for uh, Blackcraft and horror. Uh, My name is Josh, uh, also from Hema, California. Mm -hmm.
2: My name is Ashley Sharp. I'm from Buena Park, California. Uh, it's my first year. So I'm a scare actor at Knott's. So I've never been. I've always wanted to come. Now I can.
0: Yeah. So again, just all kinds of different people coming out for the convention.
1: <laughs> I love how um, it's very much Terry Pratchett. It's the truth. If you, you walk up to somebody with a with a microphone or a pen and paper and ask them questions they'll give you all the information you could possibly want
0: (laughs) and then some right yeah but that was the first time i ran into scare actors and of course southern california has an enormous haunt scene last year when i was at you know i had a booth at midsummer and i was trying to interview a bunch of scare actors i kept running into people from not scary farm just a ton of actors from not scary farm were coming out to the convention but This year, I didn't run into a single Not Scary Farm actor, except for that one who was in the queue line. I did, however, run into a couple of others from uh, some of the, I'm going to say, most impressive haunts in the country. I'm Jacob Balkan.
2: I'm Haley Miller.
0: We're both from Ventura County, California, and we're at
3: the convention today because a short film we made got into the Screaming Room Film Festival, so we will be here all three days.
5: That's awesome! Congratulations! And we Here. both
2: work at Reign of Terror Haunted House in Thousand Oaks. Reign of Terror! Reign of Terror. Yeah. yeah, we're both
0: characters. Can you tell me about your character?
2: I so I I scare out in the line while people are waiting, and I get to choose my own character every single night. So it's just whatever I feel like being. I
5: I'll, I'll
2: be all kinds of people. I'll be I'll be a creepy nurse. I'll be a creepy evil trick or treater. I'll be a creepy doll, evil doll. Um, just just really anything in that sort of
5: realm. Cue line acting is my absolute yeah, favorite. Uh, what's awesome. your go-to move?
2: I love to kind of like sneak up behind people when they don't see me and then I just kind of start making my creepy little noises and then by the time they notice me I let out a little shriek and it's usually what gets people.
5: Can I ask you a personal question? Yes. How tall are you?
2: <laughs> I think I'm like 5'1". I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm like 5
5: something. Yeah you're like the perfect size I mean, to like be sneaking up behind everybody people.
2: Everybody always thinks I'm a creepy little girl and I'm like I'm almost 30. <laughs> they have no
7: idea. They have no idea.
5: You work your way into too, what do you do? Yes I do.
3: So I'm in the section called Inbred and it's normally, it's like kind of a dilapidated cabin and this cannibalistic family is living in it and taking refuge while they find their dinner. And I play one of the Inbred children named Shane. Um, he is one of the oldest roles in the haunt and I come out of a sliding meat locker door and I normally whisper in people's ears, I wink at them. If I'm feeling kind of energetic, I'll scream at him with just kind of like a kind of death metal kind of scream a little bit. Um, Can you give
5: me an example?
0: I know, I know. I'm asking you to do this like without any want- prep. I don't want your audio peaking. <laughs> <laughs>
5: that was beautiful. I love it. Absolutely love it. Anything else you want to say to our listeners? Um, check out J Ball Productions on Instagram. That's it. Happy Halloween.
0: Love it. Yeah, so Reign of Terror is like the largest haunted house in Southern California. They have something like 70 rooms inside this walkthrough. It takes over an hour to go through it. It is absolutely freaking intense. I've never been. I really, really want to go less.
1: (laughs) I'd say that sounds like a task for this Halloween, but you're going to be afloat on a boat.
0: Why must I be at sea on Halloween? I'm not happy with you, Coast Guard. (sighs) At least I got to go talk to all of these awesome actors and hear about their haunting. It, le- it could live a bit vicariously through them.
5: Absolutely. My name is Derek. I'm coming down here from San Diego. It's my first time checking it out. I love working in haunts, and it's something i got to check out to keep me going until I get to Halloween. What, what haunt do you work for? Haunted Trail in Bell Park. Tell me a little bit about it. Tell me a little bit about your character. Uh, well, I've got a few different characters I use. Um, they'll put me in random spots, but one of my clowns, I like going with a... Redneck Cannibal, his name is Uncle Tickles. I find that, you know, that's nice and disturbing. I agree. I'm a little, I'm getting the chills here in 90 degree heat. <laughs> There's nothing like hearing Tickles get him and then you just chainsaw him and after you. <laughs> How long have you been with the haunt? Uh, about five. This will be my sixth year now. What do you think is the best scare that you've been able to pull off in that time? <sighs> There's a lot of different fun ones, different oh, we're aspects. Of Big, Ed. Eh, Big Ed was funny, but I mean, it wasn't that great. He just kind of walked through. Um, <laughs> It really depends on the situation because sometimes you get all these bratty little kids that are sitting there like, oh, we know you're real, we know you're real. But you just dummy up for a minute and you get them anyway. But probably a favorite is getting a girl to have a full-on panic attack to the point where like four of us had to break character and even get security and she still was just screaming bloody murder. (laughs) Even with a flashlight in her face saying, no, the exit's right here, the exit's right here. And she just would not stop. Complete panic attack, just completely lost it. Beyond lost it. How many times do you think you've made someone wet themselves? More times than I can count. <laughs> and when you when you get that fart smell that lingers, that wasn't a fart. Yeah.
0: If people want to learn more about your haunt, where, uh, where can they go to do so? It's the Haunted Trail of Balboa Park in San Diego. Perfect. Yeah, so that one sounds like it's an absolute <laughs> freaking blast as well. It does. Uncle Tickles, it's like, blah. <laughs> And then finally, I ran into someone from LA Scare Farm. So uh, let's, let's hear what they had to say.
8: My name is Marcus Gonzalez. Um, I've been doing on Scare Farm since 2018. I remember my first year. I was as, as a line control, like controlling the lines, um, making sure how many parties as long as you have fast pass. My first experience it was really pretty fun. Um, I got to meet a lot of new like famous artists on sl- um, sliders. I, I, I learned how to build like mazes. I, I learned how to do like lighting production. Audio with Mazes, and I'm from Bellflower, and this is my first year doing on uh, Midsummer Spring.
0: So tell me a little bit about uh, your role at Not Scary Farm.
8: My role is just pretty much is to control lines, making sure like there's no gap, and there's nobody that's not cutting, or if they have like fast like like fake uh, fast pass, I make sure like they're not like welcome in unless they have like the fast pass that they're supposed to bring in, like you know, and yeah, that's pretty much it. Cool.
0: Yeah. Takes all kinds of different people in all kinds of different roles to run a haunt. And I think mm-hmm. this guy who who is like managing the queue line, one of the absolute freaking most critical roles in any haunt.
1: Oh yeah. Keeping things moving forward, making sure that everybody's in the right spot. People aren't trying to sneak in to sections that you know they're not supposed to be doing. It's crucial just keeping keeping things controlled and running smoothly.
0: And it's his job to make sure that the groups are spaced far enough apart that the actors inside have enough time to reset and we don't end up with a giant freaking conga line that I absolutely despise. It is my biggest pet peeve in any haunt I go to.
1: But not even just keeping them far enough apart, but also making sure they don't stay so far apart that you get your actors off their timing.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think it's something that is just... So it, it's it's just frequently overlooked when people are planning out their haunts and, and that's how you end up with just really awkward situations where your actors have just no time to freaking react. It drives me nuts.
1: And again, you know, as much as getting you know as, as high of a throughput as you can, high throughput is only valuable if it's good throughput.
0: Quality of show must not suffer. Otherwise, you're going to get bad reviews and then your throughput doesn't matter because no one's going to be coming. So, keep the quality up. And then I ran into who I believe was the youngest haunter there on the shore floor. And so, with their parents' permission, of course, I had to do a quick interview. So, uh, let's listen in to the next generation.
2: I'm so much and I'm
5: i go to school. High five. <laughs> Good job. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure she was like three years old, but I was very impressed by these parents bringing their three year old to the Halloween and horror convention like that is developing the next generation of haunters right there.
1: (laughs) Oh, and what a great way to just be like, oh, no, this is normal. It's like, oh, okay.
0: And this this little girl saw me, you know, interviewing people in front of her and she looked so excited. Like I had to uh, I had to let her have an opportunity to have her say as well.
1: the microphone it is just a piece of magic
0: (laughs) it absolutely is (laughs) well i think Les, we should take a a little break here Hear from our sponsors and then we can jump back in and uh hear some more from midsummer screen
1: excellent
3: My name is Phillip. I'm from Downey. This is my girlfriend Cami. She's from San Pedro, and we came because we've been growing up on horror ever since about the 90s, and we're here to get the poop scared out of us.
2: My name is uh, Jesse, and I came and I'm uh, from uh, Mexico. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm here to see. I wanted to come to uh, get uh, get my pop sign by. Uh, actors in the in
3: the movie. Hi, I'm Nate. I'm from Bakersfield, California, and I'm coming because uh, my girlfriend wanted to go, and it seems really cool.
2: Erica, Nate's girlfriend, and just really love Halloween and wanted to check it out. Came two years ago, liked it, want to come again. I'm Brandy um,
7: from Hemet, California, and we came out because we both love Halloween and horror, so figured come check it out again this year.
2: Hi, I'm Kimmy. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, but moved out here to California. I was here last year and had an amazing time with my bestie right over here. And I'm e i am I have great expectations this year, so Yeah, I'm excited. I'm Jennifer and I'm from Laguna Beach. And I don't know, my, my daughter asked me to do it and I'm so psyched about it because I love horror movies and I've already given this to her as like the next generation so it'll be fun to celebrate it with her. Oh, hello. My name is Haley. I'm just excited to come with my mom. She introduced me to like all of the horror that I love so I'm excited to be in a
1: place where everyone loves the same shit as me. Well, thank you for all of those wonderful words from our sponsors. Uh, and more specifically, thank you f- to our sponsors <laughs> for sponsoring us. So we are back with more highlights from Midsummer Screen.
0: Eventually, of course, I was actually able to get inside the arena. Like I spent about an hour walking up and down the queue line, talking to folks, and it, I had an absolute blast. Met a ton of really fascinating people. But I was there to get into the convention, and I was very excited when finally at six o'clock the doors opened, and they gave me just four hours, six to ten that night, to pack in everything that I freaking could to uh, in in just those four hours. Because I only had four hours, I had to be very focused and very targeted and seek out the people who I wanted to see the most. All the people. All, All the, the people. Uh, the, like, how do you expect me to do this? Coast Guard, you're getting in the way again. But we made it work. I got to say upfront, I apologize to the people I was not able to get out and see. And I have a special apology to Drew Badger from the Big Scary Show. We oh, sat goodness. down. No, 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 I saw him. We sat down and we chatted for probably twenty minutes, just kind of catching up on our lives. He is a fantastic person. He takes a great interest, like in in me as a person, which I never expected. Like, but we've we we've actually grown to be kind of good friends, and it was great seeing him. I promised it, but he told me that Spencer Terry was there on the show floor. I'm like, "Oh my god, I have to go interview Spencer Terry, Badger. I'll be back. I want to do a you know interview with you, so we can get each other on each other's shows, and and we'll do it. And then time ran out, and I never made it back to Badger. So I'm so sorry, Badger, that Ugh. that I didn't make it back. I'm I'm trying yes. to get it. I'm That's trying to do something to else Expo. that we have a chance.
1: <laughs> no, that, ha- that same thing happened to me and Badger at Fear Expo. I was like, okay, yes, we're going to go back. We're going to sit down and talk <laughs> and plan things out. And the time just ran out.
0: Yeah. But as usual... Drew Badger has his thumb the way that man has his thumb on the pulse of the haunted industry continuously amazes me. And he gave me a couple of really phenomenal leads to go find people. The biggest was Spencer Terry, president of the haunted attraction association general manager at fear factory in Salt Lake city. And he was, he was been on the podcast before as well. So I had to go talk to him and interview him and he, he was able to give us some insight into what the HAA is working on. So here is uh, the snippet of my interview with Spencer Terry. Hey everyone, Keone back again on the show floor of Midsummer Scream 2023. And I just ran into the president of the Haunted Attraction Association and of course two-time Haunting You podcast guest, Mr. Spencer Terry is here at Miss Summer Screen. Sir, how are you doing? Great, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. It's been a long time since we've had an opportunity to catch up and I am just seeing all kinds of emails coming out of the Haunted Attraction Association talking about everything that you guys are doing. I know you just completed your three-year strategic plan. Talk a little bit about where the HAA is going.
7: Yeah, so first off, it's good to see you. Like, it's good to see you not on a computer screen. No which kidding. Is, which is awesome. Um, yeah so we just finished our three-year strategic plan the idea now actually we just finished the industry-wide survey for that we gathered tons of feedback what the industry needs right now three years ago um we obviously pivoted and changed a bunch of things
0: Covid COVID just threw everything into into disarray
7: all of it and we're now seeing the similar things so three years ago people were asking for similar content But a lot of shift is moving into home haunts. So there's a lot of operations and attractions that have the resources they now have, that they need. Home haunters are now saying, holy crap, look what the HAA's been doing for the industry. Like, we need those resources. So we're now getting ready to roll out some pretty exciting news that will unveil. Um, once we start putting all of our strategic plan together, that'll hopefully unveil next year. But there's a lot of home haunt specific content that we're very excited about.
5: Is there any? Can you give me any kind of sneak peeks, or is there, or do we really have to wait until the official release?
7: Um, no, no. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the problem is that we don't even know all of it yet because, like, now that we have the data, we're dissecting the data and saying, okay, what do people want? How do we make goals and objectives in that direction? One of the things specifically though is how home haunters. Uh, in fact, we're actually doing a seminar this week um, on Sunday about how do home haunts and mega attractions, how do we work more together? Um, because the reality is is that when most of us fall in love with Halloween, we fall in love at a home haunt first. Yeah. So yeah. we're building some really cool resources from that. Um, specific resources for homes. Um,
0: we're- Can I just pause here for a moment? My biggest regret of the weekend was not being able to go to that session
1: seriously that's i mean that's we've been talking about that on our podcast chamber of hunters i mean again just building that connection
0: yes yes and i think we're gonna have to ask spencer terry to come back to the hunting you podcast to talk more about this
7: once they've announced it let's carry on there's a crisis so similar for attractions now if there's you know having there's a shooting or like or a car goes through a crowd um We're extending our crisis plan for home hunters as well. So we have a 24 hour seven resource team that's available for that. Um, So that'll be really cool. Crises are obviously defined very specifically, but it's not like, oh, how do I fix an animatronic? It's not a crisis. but if there's like something really big, I'm like, I guess fixing an animatronic could be a crisis. But in this case, like emergency crisis. Yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, we're really excited about it. It'd be really awesome.
0: Yeah, that I think could be an absolute game changer. Speaking as a home hunter, that's one of the things that
5: like keeps me up at night. What if some kind of emergency happens and I don't have the resources to deal with it? Being able to tap into the HAA to help with that, I think would be an absolute game changer for us.
7: Yeah, agreed. In fact, one of the other resources is legal representation. So even though. Are we have a team of five different lawyers from all across the country? They all represent different different parts of the legal industry. But every year, we have attractions that are able to reach out to that legal committee to say, like, "Hey, what do I do? And how do I, you know, from a homeowner perspective, how do I navigate my HOA? How do I, like, you know, what are those hurdles that are happening out there?" And how do we give some some ideas that, I mean, obviously you gotta get local representation, but here's at least an idea of where we can go or some things that we can suggest for you to look into more. So yeah, that resource is coming. It's a 30 minute consult that's free for all of our members. Um, and yeah, there's just there's a lot and we're not only expanding home haunt but we had a lot of information about charity haunts as well. Mm. We're actually going to be looking at how do we how do we merge those resources and create a tier that's specifically dedicated to just that segment So yeah, a lot coming down the, coming down the pipe.
0: It sounds like it if people want to learn more about the Haunted Attraction association or want to sign up, where do they go to do that?
7: yeah website hauntedattractionassociation.com um, Facebook as well is a great place to do it. We are in the process of working on updating some uh, some new website collateral and content as well, but there's some great stuff coming. Uh, we're really excited about it. So, yeah.
5: Can you talk price point for memberships real quick?
7: Yeah, totally. So, um, individuals. In fact, this is also something that we asked our membership about. How do we how do we better serve what they need? So, are you an individual? Are you an enthusiast? Um, are you a home haunter? Are you a, a, a small attraction, a large, a large attraction, a vendor? So you've got 50 bucks, which is for individuals. Those are enthusiasts, fans, uh, makeup artists, actors, um, investors, like anyone that's an individual in the industry. Um, small home haunts, charity haunts, somewhere between probably 75 to 100 bucks. We don't know where yet. Um, that was actually one of the questions specifically on our survey, like how much should we charge for that? Uh, small attractions are 125. That means that you're making less than $100,000. Large attractions are, which also means you're making over $100,000. So that's a $250 level. Um, and then we just kind of lock and load from there. Resources, resources, resources. In fact, we just, last year we announced this, but there's now $9,000 worth of actual content from HR manuals to trainings, to documents, to templates. Um, those are all things of how we can just, you know, our, our job is to make this industry better. This is one of the ways that we can do it.
0: Absolutely. And to learn more about those benefits, definitely go check out hauntedattractionassociation.com. Al, yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you real quick about Fear Factory, uh, tell, how'd the season go? What do you have coming up for the upcoming season? Give us a quick, quick tidbit.
7: Yeah, this is a big year for us. Uh, so we are now in our 12th season. During our 10-year operation, we made a decision that we were going to go big or go home. Uh, not like COVID do that for us already, but um, now we are in a full mode. So we are, uh, I bet we're probably renovating, adding, uh, goodness, 15, 20% of our entire attraction. So for a 90,000 square foot space, it's a lot of work. Uh, We've hired, I think we have five or six people on our build team now. We've hired three new people just this year. Uh, we're rolling out this massive storyline uh, that's I think for you know like the storyline is hard because like not all customers are gonna understand the storyline. In this case we're integrating it into everything we do. so marketing to our ticketing team to the rules that's um, all part of this storyline. So we're building I think we have like 20 new characters we're building all of our costumes and masks in-house this year. Um, There's specific characters, like you go to Disney, you have Mickey, Minnie, you go to Universal, like there's specific characters. It's the same for the factory. So you come to Fear Factory, you're going to see these different characters um, that are essentially embodying a specific fear, a fear of being buried alive, or a fear of hell, or a fear of drowning, or a fear of the darkness. And each of these characters has its own storyline, its own costume and makeup, um, its own... It's on everything. And so that's part of a really cool story. The factory's coming alive. Um, we've seen this happening year after year, of just how the factory is kind of taking on its very, it's kind of like embodying its, it really is becoming alive. Um, and part of the storyline is there's now this massive 12 foot beating part that's down in the basement. Uh, it's like, it's pumping. And you like see things moving in it. It's incredible. The, the team has just. You know, when you sit down at a creative idea in a board and you're like, okay, here's the idea, but to see that... Come to life. Yeah, like see it, like see the costume on someone or see the animatronic, like that has never been built in this industry. Uh, like, how, how do we build some of this stuff? And sometimes we don't even know and it's what takes us so long to do it, but it's pretty exciting. So yeah, we're, we are so excited to roll out this season. Our, our team is excited. It's pretty cool.
5: It sounds like it's going to be absolutely fantastic. When do you open?
7: Uh, we'll be open the pr- second weekend in September. Fridays and Saturdays in September is always October, plus or minus 20 days. Um, it's going to be a, it's going to be an incredible season.
0: I can find it all on fearfactory.com.
7: Yeah, fearfactory.slc.com.
0: Thank you, fearfactory.slc.com. Spencer, great to catching up with you. Appreciate
5: it.
7: Cheers. Good to see you.
0: Yeah, so like... Anytime I get an opportunity to just pick his brain is a magical time, a magical time. No (laughs) kidding. Holy crap. I am so excited for, uh, for what they are putting out this year and the way that they are integrating their characters into the marketing, into um, just absolutely freaking everything that they're doing. Like this is exactly the kind of stuff that we've been talking about wanting to do. And now we get to like, we get this masterclass in watching fear factory do it
1: well i just what the haunted just everything that they're doing you know, getting these support systems available to home haunters like yes. that's just fantastic
0: yes <laughs> absolutely. freaking lootly yeah so definitely go check out the haunted attraction association uh, see what they're doing see if it's a good fit for you and if it is like th- the amount of resources that they can help you bring to bear to, on your uh, on your show is unmatched anywhere else in the industry. So, highly recommend uh, checking them out and seeing if a membership is is right for you. Now, my favorite part of going to uh, all of these conventions, okay, I love seeing like people. I love talking to people and uh, drawing on their energy and getting inspired, but. My favorite part of all of these conventions, honestly, are the vendors and getting to see the cool products they're putting out and getting to talk uh-huh. with them about what they're putting out. And like I, I freaking love it. I absolutely freaking it, love it
1: at this point. we're we're starting to look forward to what they're contemplating for next year.
0: Ah, that is very true. You know, this is one of the last shows, if not the last show of convention season. And so for the most part, their new stuff has been out for, for several months, and really they're looking ahead to the, um, the haunted attraction season and then what they're going to do next year. And so we got to see a bit of insight into uh, some of our favorite vendors and some new vendors as well. Once again, Drew Badger uh, th- tossed me a bone and, uh, and uh, introduced me to this absolutely fascinating woman. Who has started a new business where they will have someone come to your funeral in character to help, like carry your spirit to the afterlife, and that could take a variety of different forms, either like the traditional death or uh, various uh, religious icons, Anubis, or you know what I mean, um, and just absolutely fascinating idea. So. I got to sit down and talk with the owner of fantasy funerals about what they're offering. I so want Cthulhu. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe one day. Hey everyone, (laughs) it's here back on the show floor at Midsummer Scream 2023. And I just ran into an absolutely fascinating entrepreneur. We have here Jolene from fantasy funerals. Hello. Hi. So Drew Badger from the big scary show grabbed me and told me I absolutely had to talk to you. Explain to my listeners who you are and what
5: Fantasy Funerals does.
2: So I'm actually a California attorney, but I love Halloween. I do estate planning, by the way, so I love death. Um, Good to know. Yes, so I can take care of all aspects. And uh, yeah, so this idea has been going for a while for me. And so what we do with Fantasy Funerals is we bring a transporter to your funeral.
5: When When you say a transporter, what exactly do you mean?
2: So a Grim Reaper does not kill you. He takes you to the other side. And so right now, because we just launched, we just have the Grim Reaper. But coming soon, we have Valkyries coming, um, Anubis, um, there's there's somebody in every culture. So we do have a handful of cultures in line, um, but yes, the, the Grim Reaper's the one for now.
0: So what I'm hearing is, at my funeral, I can have a random Grim Reaper show up just to like, unnerve the crap out of everyone. It, that, that's how I'm picturing here.
2: So we do ask that you warn the family.
5: <laughs> <My> family, <No.
2: laughs> yeah. everybody I know, but yes, we just don't want grandma like throwing eggs at us. So yes, just warn the family. But friends, they can deal with what they gotta deal with. But yes, so what we do is some basic tasks. So we might just stand there, and we might be there for photos. If you want us to carry ashes from one side of the room to the other, we can do that. Or we also offer ash boxes. So if you want your family and friends to walk away with a piece of your loved one, we don't distribute them ourselves. We're not gonna touch your ashes, but we will hold the ash boxes and hand them out. So, or do a greeting line, anything along those lines.
5: So. If I wanted, say, a woman to dress up all in black, veil, umbrella, and just kind of stand off in the corner like I had a mysterious secret somewhere, is this the kind of thing you would be able to help me with?
2: Yes. We're also um, offering mourners as well.
5: Yes! That's what I'm talking about. What kind of cost are we looking at for this service?
2: So yeah, it's a few hundred dollars. Keep it in mind, especially. The
5: it's okay. It's coming out of my state.
2: Yes, yes, exactly, right. And we're all going to diverge, I hope. So yes, um, but yeah, yeah. Right now we're looking at three hundred fifty dollars for the actor for one um, hour, and then that's without any ash boxes or anything extra. So. Keep it in mind. It goes up from there, but honestly, everything's well worth it. The ash boxes um, right now are offered in basic shapes, but we do have coffin shapes coming. um, And when Anubis comes out, he will have pyramids. Yes,
5: I love it. Uh, Canopic jars anytime?
2: (laughs) That's a good one. I haven't seen them out there, so I got to keep my eyes open.
0: Okay, good to know. Uh, If people want to learn more, where can they go?
2: Uh, There is a website. It is fantasyfunerals.net. And we are on social uh, right now, TikTok and Instagram as fantasy.funerals.
0: Absolutely fantastic, Jolene. Pleasure to meet you and thanks for taking the time. Thank you. What do you think of this idea, Les? I need Cthulhu. (laughs) I am absolutely fascinated by it. like, Like she said, every culture has some kind of her word transporter that um that takes people to the afterlife and Mm -hmm. like to bring that story is not the word i want what is the word i want to bring that like mythology yeah history i mean
1: honestly it's history all of that because you know they'll have mourners there was a time and i'm i'm pretty sure in some cultures it's still the case that you would hire mourners to come to your funeral.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So, I mean, it's... As much as it sounds so innovative and new, and it absolutely is for where we are now, it's such a beautiful callback to history and, you know, identifying different cultures who all have their different... Um, funereal rites and everything else and what a great way to make those available to people who you know just feel like that's what they want to do i i love it
0: and and it's such a unique way to bring your loved ones like into well for lack of a better word the uh the story the experience of your death like It's a cool way to connect with them from beyond.
1: And to normalize.
0: And to normalize it. Yeah, seriously. I
1: can think of this being a really, really helpful process for children Mm -hmm. to help them process of, well, you know, let's take this and that they're going elsewhere. Yeah. And you have, yeah. it, instead of just saying, oh, yeah, grandma's in a better place, He's, they can see that transition. See them,
0: see them travel. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And that, mm, that gives it substance and, and a concrete sense.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: That's a lot easier for uh, young children to comprehend than this abstract, grandma's going to a better place.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you want to learn more about Fantasy Funerals, that's fantasyfunerals.net. And Jolene, it was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much for, for taking a moment to talk to us. Uh, as I was wandering about the show floor, I stumbled on a uh, another haunting, uh, haunted, something like that, celebrity. Uh, if you are not familiar with Molly Z, uh, Molly Z is now kind of has become the official, unofficial uh, influencer for VFX, VFX, my absolute freaking favorite, uh, vendor in the hunter attraction industry. They make, um, my, what I love most, the attack line puppets that like right up on you, you're puppeteering with one arm and, uh, it, it creates a character there with you, or you have another character there with you. And for like me, when I'm doing my Q line acting, it's, it's the greatest thing for Q line acting. I have Mortimer Ghost. I have Sally Zombie, and they're absolutely freaking amazing. I love them both. But Jose uh, is has become well. Jose started uh, creating TikTok videos with one of his uh, VFX attack line puppets, Molly Zombie, and he freaking went viral. Like his channel just absolutely freaking exploded, and it has just gone absolutely wild. So. I, my well, I won't. I won't get into it because I want to. I want to play the the interview that I had with them. But uh, if you want to learn about how to effectively use social media to promote yourself, promote your haunt, go freaking check out Molly Zombie because Jose is a freaking genius at it. So, real quick, let's hear from from Molly Z. Hey everyone, Keone here, back again on the show floor at Midsummer Scream, and I just ran into an absolute celebrity. Molly Z and Jose are here at Midsummer Scream and say hello. Brains. <laughs> <laughs> Jose, you have just gone viral with all the things that you're doing with Molly Z. Talk about it a little bit. Mom, I'm gone viral on Instagram, I mean, all social
3: media, so I try to keep up with it. Molly, that was all over the place. Bahamas, traveling Mexico, of Mexico. Next month, all kinds of hunts, Orcans hunts
0: anywhere you name it really uh the most audacious thing i think i have seen you guys do was go skydiving Uh, can you talk about that yeah so molly wanted something different other than the horses she wanted to be a little more adventurous so she went skydiving yep skydiving and what did you think of that molly (sighs) yeah that, uh, that's exactly how i would feel yeah. if i was going yeah. skydiving as well yeah. <laughs> if people want to follow your adventures on instagram or any other socials where will they find you molly zombie
3: on all social media platforms. molly zombie jose thank you yeah. so much for taking time to chat very with us you,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so like come, first of all go to our our uh youtube youtube.com slash at haunting you just the letter u so there's a video there of me chatting with molly zombie like Jose's ability to incorporate Molly into his conversation is, is absolutely freaking perfect. It is exactly what I want to see out of a quality puppeteer, um he's communicating with her he's giving her an opportunity to talk she is doing things while he and i are talking so like it's like she has a life of her own absolutely great example of how to effectively use these attack line puppets to to draw interest and he was just there he had a booth right there next to vfx helping promote vfx but he was wandering the show floor and interacting with people and taking pictures and telling them and like what a great way to promote your haunt to promote your podcast to promote whatever this will draw people in and, and, um, and make them want to learn more about what you're doing. It's a weenie. It's a weenie. It's the great freaking weenie.
1: (laughs) Oh, sorry, John. I had to,
0: (laughs) but definitely go check out Molly zombie on all of the socials. What Jose is doing is a literal masterclass in Uh, in social media management, go see them. But since Leslie brought up weenies, I have to talk about uh, one of my favorite vendors that I met at um, at Midsummer Scream. Walt owns uh, this company called Walter's Works. And what he does is create, his words, Disney inspired merchandise that, uh, that he then sells without a Disney license. And like It's super sneaky, and I applaud you, Walt, for for finding ways around their licensing. But he creates very cool like haunted mansion-themed products that that you can get. They're just really super cool. My favorite thing was a brand new shirt that they had for this year, and I bought one because I freaking love it, which is the Hatbox Ghost. For those who don't know the Hatbox Ghost, the Hatbox Ghost (laughs) is an illusion that did not work when they initially... Uh, built the Haunted Mansion back in the 60s where they were trying to make it so that his, uh, the ghost's head would change between being on top of his neck and inside this hat box that he's carrying and it would shift back and forth. It was it was it, it didn't work when they were initially tried to do it with using um, just lights but uh, technology improved and now the hat box ghost appears in the Haunted Mansion and for those who have not yet seen the um the new haunted Mansion movie the hot the hatbox ghost appears there as well in a I'm gonna say fairly significant role. go see the movie. it's freaking amazing I absolutely loved it. But all of that aside, so the Hatbox goes shirt that Walter's Works has come up with, when you are inside, the head is up on top of his shoulders. But when you go outside and the UV light hits it, then it disappears from on top of his shoulders and appears in the Hatbox. So it reacts to UV light. It reacts to oh, sunlight and shifts back and forth. It is absolutely amazing. I loved it. But yeah, let's hear from Walt real quick talk about uh, what he was coming up with. Hey everyone, Keone here back on the floor at Midsummer Scream 2023 and I am running into lots of old friends from last year. Next up is Nick from Walter's Works creating absolutely phenomenal uh, Disney inspired merchandise that he is going to talk about here today. So Nick, take it away.
10: Thank you. So here at Walter's Works, we're always trying to come up with some kind of magic that we can demonstrate. And so what we have behind me is a few pieces of magic that I like to show one of which is the uh, the tinkerbell illusion where in the peter pan ride sometimes you can play the application with the play disney app and tinkerbell will magically appear and then new for this year we have a hatbox ghost t-shirt and that magically has the head appearing and disappearing so we love that kind of thing and as a, a disney fan and a, a person who had worked at haunted mansion i find all the, the haunted mansion stuff great and we do some replicas but we just love anything that is fun family spooky and i feel like that's really what walters works is all about and the community of folks here at midsummer scream is great we love coming to this show everybody is terrific and if we can keep coming every year we'll keep will
0: where can people find you online
10: we are uh, walters works whether you are on instagram or etsy or uh, youtube and it should be pretty easy to find us but if you can't that is uh walters works with an x Fantastic. Great to catch up with you. Thanks so much.
0: Yeah, so absolutely freaking love just everything that he does. Go check them out. Walter's W-O-R-X works and you can enjoy it too.
1: That's awesome. That's <laughs> just great. I love, love seeing what people are doing with UVs.
0: Yeah, I, seriously. Like it, I think it's, there's a lot of untapped potential there. And this, I, I freaking love his shirt. It's so amazing. I've, I wear it all the time now. <laughs> yeah. So I got distracted by, by Disney talking, or excuse me, I got distracted by Leslie talking about, uh, talking about the Disney and the weenie, but I wanted to jump over to VFX since we were talking about Molly Z. And uh, VFX was there, or rather, Doug was there. He was on our podcast last year as well. Uh, Schlappenwacker. you may remember. <laughs> and, uh, and so I had to, of course, stop by and talk with Doug. So here he is. Hey everyone, Keone here, back on the show floor at Midsummer Scream 2023, and I just ran into one of my absolute favorite people in the Honda industry. Just ran into me, literally. Doug <laughs> Schaefer with Art Guy Designs, Audi Tiki's, and VFX is here showing his wares. Doug, how the hell are you? Fantastic. I'm at a like a Halloween show. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth have you brought with you this year? All sorts of stuff. Here, take the mic so I can show people. All right.
9: So he's gonna show people. Well, here's the tiki. Here's the Audi Tiki end of it. Here we actually got this is brand brand new. This is the Jolly Chimp. That's the first one I got done. It's the only one I brought to the show because the other ones didn't come out of the kiln properly. So, you know, ceramics is a learning process. Yeah, yeah. Stuff doesn't always come out of the kiln properly. Just like I have, you know, full color Halloween 3 tiki mug. This is the only orange one because the other orange one came out broken. So I made two of them to test them out. But yeah, this new Halloween 3 pop tiki mug is an orange version, but I have. My Reaper Tiki's, I got the F-Bomb because a it looks like a bomb. You can actually put a straw out of the side so it has like a, you know, a wick. And the back says F-Bomb, so that's the F-Bomb, it's a coconut skull. And then brand new also is The Stuff, based on the 80s horror movie. It's a really awful, awesome movie. If you haven't seen it, go look, go watch it. And that's a limited edition of 50. Five of those broke, so I only got 45 of them, but they're numbered 50. Uh, so, yeah, that's a lot of my tiki line. I don't have all of them here. I got brand new ones coming out. I got brand new creepy baby bugs. So I got a new cry baby. And this one has a kickstand on the back <laughs> because he tilts backwards, so I put a hand on it now. It's a kickstand. Oh my God. I a large clown version of one of my older babies. I got a new drowsy baby. <laughs> that was, These were the molds were bought from a haunted estate sale. Did they, are you get any weird stuff while, while working with them? I haven't, other than them breaking the five stuffed tiki mugs, they were sitting, I know they pushed them off the counter, it wasn't me, I didn't knock it off and the kiln <laughs> didn't break them, it was totally those those haunted babies. I, did, I believe States that. I <laughs> believe it. So those are my creepy babies, and it was funny because I bought the baby molds just to test my kiln out, now I make a lot of creepy baby stuff. Um, we'll get a brand new Franken baby. so those are brand new, I did a brand new Ouija, these have transfers on them with all the Ouija stuff and the back actually has uh, the whole Ouija board on it and it says goodbye on the bottom which you can kind of see on that one new version of my devil baby Um, but those were started getting really popular so yeah now I make creepy baby doll stuff so that's that's kind of art guy doing ceramics I got enamel pins and t-shirts here too Um, you know I have books of art that I didn't bring because I make what I had three books of 365 sketches in three years So yeah Uh, I decided to try to pare it down do ceramics at the show and see how that goes because I have so much stuff, I don't know know what to bring. If yeah. I bring everything, yeah. you don't know what to look at, look at in my booth. So this is kind of just the the, the Halloweenish slash horror version of my art at this point, as opposed to all the VFX stuff I do during the day, which is all the painting and everything for yeah. VFX. Yeah, let's talk about VFX real quick, because uh, yeah.
0: that's one of my favorite companies.
9: Yeah, we walk over to the VFX table? It has my t-shirts on it, so here's the Orca okay <laughs> Designs t-shirt. You know, if I'm going to be here working for the company when I'm supposed to be doing my stuff, I'm going to move my table on the VFX table. <laughs> designed a brand a new banner to bring and everything for it. but We have Jose uh, walking around with puppets. He's Molly Z on TikTok, So that's why I made up an actual Molly Z banner for him. And he brought some merchandise. So he's walking around with Molly Zombie. So he's got Molly Z. We got the newer Putrid Pete that we came out with last year, but that's the regular version. There's an X rod that has all black, you know, 40 gross stuff on him. So it's the regular version. And I don't know if this is live or what are you guys doing? If it's not, gonna not live. Out, okay, going to so, go out today, though. Um, oh, yeah, so it goes out today during the show. You can go to vfxgreats.com, use Screen23. It's our Midsummer Screen coupon. You get 10% off pretty much anything. We're still making stuff. We're still going to probably get it by September, I think, at this point. Okay. Um, even though I have three shows in the next month for Art Guy, somehow in between, I have to go to work and make all this stuff you guys are ordering, which is thank you very much because we're actually doing really well. I've uh, been very, very busy. Uh, VFX is also sponsoring a new Halloween show. It's in Hannibal, Missouri. It's starting this year called Wicked Fest um it's it's the first weekend of october in hannibal missouri it's kind of a touristy you know old-timey town they have a they have a comic-con well big river comic-con is now starting wicked fest and we're going to be their main sponsor we're going to help them try to get more haunt vendor type stuff halloween vendors help them out with some of that it's it's a one-day quick show um we'll see how it goes uh maybe wicked fest will be a new thing that we help keep going on there so we do a lot of stuff
0: clearly (laughs) I'm telling you, like my favorite guys in the haunt industry right here. Tell us, if, for people who can't make the show, where should they go look for you?
9: Uh, you can go to VFXcreates.com for the VFX stuff. You can find us on all the socials at VFXcreates. You can find ArtGuyDesigns, ArtGuyDesigns.com. You can find ArtGuy79 on Instagram or Atatikis.com or Atatikis on Instagram. Um, Atatikis.com and ArtGuyDesigns.com, it's the same website. It just literally goes to the same thing. Um, socials, ArtGuyDesigns or ArtGuy79. Can you tell I was born in 79? I did never change it.
0: Okay. 79. So yeah. But VFX right. creates like everywhere. Love it. Doug Schaefer. Thank you so much. Thanks man. Yeah. That guy is just absolutely freaking wild.
1: <laughs> he is.
0: And I cannot for the life of me figure out when he does like all of his stuff. Like he's working full time for VFX doing the painting and the molding for a ton of their props. And then on top of that, he's doing all of his, his own personal art as well. Like, Do you ever sleep, Doug? You okay?
1: No, there is no sleep.
0: (laughs) Clearly, clearly.
1: No sleep, only Halloween.
0: (laughs) But go check them out. They are absolutely phenomenal people and I love everything that they do. So please support them. And then the last one that I want to uh, squeeze in here today is, of course, Spectral Illusions. They have been sponsoring the Haunting You podcast for a couple of years now. And Carrie is just the abs- the owner. Carrie is just like one of the absolute nicest people you will ever meet and just has so much passion for, for what she does. They have some cool new stuff that is coming out this year that they have been working on for years. And there, there there's two big things that, that she talked about at the at the convention and here i'm just gonna i'm gonna let you hear it from her hey everyone keone back again on the show floor at midsummer screen 2023 and just came across my absolute favorite company here i say that a lot but this one really is my favorite company spectral illusions sponsor of the haunting you podcast and creator of some of the best effects that we use every day in our haunts carrie how are you doing
11: doing great so great to see you again keone tell me
0: what you have been working on for this year it's i'm so very excited i cannot wait to share it with everyone
11: so the big new thing that we've been working on it's finally coming out anybody who's seen us at shows has seen ideas of it over the last few years we are finally coming out with happy fun land which is a virtual reality experience you are Exploring an abandoned theme park in a South Florida swamp that was originally built by a man named Mort Grizzly, who was the firearms, alcohol and tobacco magnate of his day. But he had some um, lawsuit kind of problems, so he built a theme park cheaply and with very little morals. As you do. So you get to um, ride such rides as Feral Squirrel's Nutty Excursion, where the squirrel um, does a lot of drugs and goes to strip clubs. So. Kind of rides in that vein. Um, it will be available in October on uh, on Steam and PSVR two, and coming soon with uh, no specific date just yet for Quest. So, but it is coming.
0: The fact that this is going to be a virtual reality experience is just absolutely terrifying me. Just watching it here on the show floor, I, that that was unnerving. Just watching it here on the show floor is absolutely terrifying. I can't imagine experiencing it as VR. I'm very excited to see it when it comes out.
11: It's it's a really fun game. I enjoy it myself, so, you know, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little biased. But, you know, it's it's been a long process for us, but we're really, really excited to see how this goes. We partnered with a fantastic publisher, Perp Games, in the UK. They are helping us through all of this crazy process that is, you know, just, this side of it is the hard part, so I'm so happy to have them in our, in our on our side.
0: Absolutely, and I think that's a VR is a, a cool area for uh, that the the industry is trying to get into, and I'm, I'm just really excited to see how this all works out. Beyond that, though, I see you're showcasing all of your usual products, and you were uh, dropping some hints about some new projector features that had my ears a twiddling. Uh, tell us about it.
11: So the HP3 is a projector that we actually uh, had last year. Let's walk over. It's right over here. So it's got a couple of new features. It's got two new videos. but But the thing that I'm most excited about is the auto start function. So when you hit the power button on your power strip, it will automatically power up and pick up where it left off.
0: This is an absolute game changer. I have been trying to fully automate my display for years and I can't because there's no projector on the market that will just turn on when power is supplied to it. I, I'm absolutely speechless. I cannot wait to get my hands on it.
11: We, we had a customer ask us about it last year and I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll see if our partner is, is, can do this. I don't even know if it's possible. This could be way harder than I ever, because I don't know anything about electronics. And They said, "Oh, we'll look into it. That's a great idea." I'm like, "Okay," and they came back with it. It is coming very. It's. A, I have a few here, um, but they are literally being shipped here from the manufacturer, and we will have them available extremely soon. I'm really excited about them because I. I agree. I think this is a this is a game changer because crawling back into weird places with the remote control and you know if you have any kind of you know, big red button show control system, there's no option for otherwise going around, you know, the entire space with the remote, which is not always that easy. Yeah,
0: that's exactly it. Last year my show had seven different projectors and I had to start every single projector individually every single night this would let me do it all at the touch of a button. So it like, I'm so excited. I'm gonna be replacing all of it's, my projectors.
11: It's And it's a great little projector too. I mean, while it is only 720 and 300 lumens, it's super bright considering. I mean, we've got so much light spill in this you know huge area, but it's still really, it pops really well in the situation.
0: Absolutely, and the price point is unbelievable. It's $120 for the HP3. And you're telling me, I think it came with six effects last year. So now it's coming with eight.
11: It has eight effects this year, so you're kind of getting the projector for free. You are
0: absolutely getting the projector for free because you are getting eight Spectral Illusions Illusions along with the projector. That is just absolutely fantastic. Beyond that, of course, you have the, uh, your other projectors uh, that you're showcasing here, same ones that you had last year?
11: Uh, we no longer have the, pro- the two. Unfortunately, they, they had a problem with the the manufacturer of the case. They uh, Well, the owner died.
10: That's a problem. That
11: is a problem. <laughs> so, we, but we do still have the HP One and the HP Three, um, also waiting on this year's uh, shipment to come in. So, uh, everything uh, once I get back in the office on Monday, I'll have everything available available for pre-order for all of you guys that can't be here with us. And you know about our USBs. Um, I think you know about everything else that's that's here. But yeah, this we've got a little bit of everything for everybody.
0: For those who cannot make it to the show, where can they go to learn more and purchase all of your products?
11: You can find us online at www.spectralillusions.com. S P C, excuse me, I can't even spell it anymore. S P E C T R A L I L L U S I O N S.com. Or on socials, which are just type in Spectral Illusions, you'll find us.
10: (laughs) Fantastic.
0: Thank you, Carrie, so much.
11: Thank you so much, Keone. It's always great to see you.
0: So, Les, you, we were talking, you know, just a couple of years ago when we were trying to do Sanguine at your place and mm-hmm. we needed a way to uh, to automate, There was yeah. we couldn't. We, like, I searched every projector on the market. There was no projector at any price point that would automatically start as soon as Pyro was applied. This is it. And it's $120. Like, that's, that's unbelievable.
1: That's ridiculous and, all, and in, in a fantastic, awesome way.
0: Yeah, in the best way. Exactly. So, I am so super excited. I, I said it on there that I'm going to replace all my projectors. I'm probably not actually going to replace all my projectors, but over time I'm going to be replacing all of my projectors and only buying this one. So that eventually I will be able to fully automate my show, but Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah,
1: <sighs> that's that's fantastic. What, so what a, th- what a thing to add.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, let's hear one more set of uh, the, uh, from the queue line about, why other people were so excited about uh, getting out to uh, to midsummer scream you have clearly seen all of the reasons why i was so excited But <laughs> let's hear from a, a few more of the attendees
2: um, my name is kaisha i'm from long beach and i came out to the convention because i'm just a lover of halloween all things halloween and spooky. my name is mary i'm from riverside and i'm here for all the fun spooky stuff
5: Nice. <laughs> Alright, my name is Sammy Alvarado from Montebello, California. I uh, really just love all things horror, so no-brainer.
2: My name is Erica, I'm from Pasadena and I just came for him. Moral support.
6: <laughs> uh, I'm Fabian, I'm from Florida but I live in Silver Lake now and uh, I brought came out because I like horror stuff and I've always seen, every time I was in Florida I've always seen this convention and I'm like, oh, now that I live here I wanted to try it out. Uh,
5: my name is Steve from San Diego. And uh, we're kind of into Halloween, wanted to see what's on display. Never never been, never been to one of these things before,
3: so decided to come check it out.
2: My name is Georgia, I'm from San Diego, and we're here to have a wicked time. Alright, I'm Ari, I'm from Orange, and uh, I love horror.
3: I'm Patrick, I'm from Orange, and uh, I'm here because I love horror movies and horror stuff. Yeah, I got nothing else to add. So.
2: Uh, my name is dyra and I'm from California, Compton, you know. Um, I came here because of my sister, because she, I'm the only friend, I'm just kidding, I lied. But um, yeah, I came here because of her, because she likes a lot of horror stuff, you know, very spooky. Well, I'm also from Compton, and my name is Beth, um, and I like horror stuff, so yeah, I had to pull someone with me, you know, for support. Yeah, so I came out here, hopefully it's fun. This is my first time actually, so, Hopefully it's good. No, yeah, I'm excited.
3: I'm nervous too. <laughs> uh, my name's Josh. I'm uh, from Downey and then I came out here because I want to like horror and we were here last year and enjoyed it.
2: My name's Jackie. I'm from L.A. and uh, yeah, you know, I'm trying to see some scary spooky stuff today.
8: My name is Andy. I'm also from L.A. and uh, yeah, I'm just here. It's a nice place.
2: Um, my name is Kiki, and I live in Moreno Valley, California. And I came here because I'm a huge horror fan. My name is Debbie, and I'm here to see uh, Kimberly from Halloween
4: Town.
0: Thank you, everyone, who took the time out to engage with that random guy who was just wandering up and down the queue line and yelling at you and making you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I really appreciate you. T- I really <laughs> appreciate it. It was absolutely a fantastic time getting to uh, to talk to people and just see why they were coming out, how far they came from, and uh, it's a blast. Oh my gosh! If you haven't been to a Halloween or horror convention, go. You need to go because it's just so much fun, and I get so energized. Oh, it's the best. It's absolutely the best.
1: And thank you everyone for indulging. <laughs> see, <laughs> as, as he, uh... <laughs> Talk to as many people as possible. It always makes him feel better when he has more people to talk to.
0: Facts, facts. But now we must move on from convention season. It is mid-August. There are haunts that are a month away from opening. It's crunch time, people. it's get get onto your building. Uh, I've talked about like what I'm working on for uh, for this season. I'm going to be at sea, so I'm helping the candlelighters. Build, um, I'm, I'm building for the candlelighters. We're working on upgrading their lighting system. I spent five hours today doing soldering. My fingers are covered in like sticky flux residue, but we're, we're getting there. I am deeply concerned because I'm supposed to be underway in a month and I have not even started building the crypt yet. <gasps> But I have built I have made 200 skulls. I've got uh, candlelighters building skulls. I talked to a couple people on the ship into building skulls. I'm gonna have enough <laughs> skulls. I'm not worried about that anymore. I'm worried about actually doing the building once I have all of the skulls. So keep your fingers crossed for me because I'm trying to do lighting, crypt and um, tomb all like in the next month while dealing with get the ship ready to get underway. So it's gonna be busy. If you don't hear from us, that's why. We'll do our best. I can't promise anything at this moment, though. <laughs> <laughs> we we Let, can
1: promise you amusing updates for wherever this haunt season takes <laughs> us.
0: Exactly. But definitely go check out our social media, Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash hunting you, just the letter U, at Haunting University on Instagram, and at Haunting U on YouTube. We, I will... I'll be posting pictures and videos of all the stuff as we're building. So those are definitely places where you can keep up with what is happening, even if I'm failing to successfully get podcasts published over the next couple of months. Any final thoughts, Les, before we wrap up?
1: Go forth and build your doom awaits.
0: (laughs) I love that. That was absolutely perfect. thank you again for uh, for going on this journey through midsummer screen with us and we will leave it today with just a few more people who i talked to on the show floor about what they were uh, about their experience uh, as we as we sign off so from all of us here at haunting you get your builds all wrapped up and get ready for the spooky season because it's time happy haunting everyone bye
2: everybody I'm Alex, I came from Temecula, California,
7: and I've never been, and I've seen it every single year, and I thought, why not? The nice. world's going to shit, so why not?
3: I'm James from Thousand Oaks. I just came here because, I mean, I like going to conventions,
10: it's kind of a new thing for me, um, trying to get into
3: prop-making and all that kind of stuff.
10: My name is Dylan, I'm coming from Fontana. Uh, and I'm here to meet the actors behind uh, Freddie and Chica.
2: Uh, Alex and Jose, we're from here in Long Beach, born here in Chicago, woop woop. Um, and we came out today because we're obsessed with horror. his birthday's Halloween, and he's never actually been, so this is his first time. My name is Hudson, um, uh, we're, we're from Saugus, I'm
7: really
2: to Five Nights of Freddie characters. I'm Tristan, I'm from
1: Paramount, California, and we're here because we love Halloween
0: playing RSM, um, santa margarita and i'm here because my favorite actress from resident evil is here who's that maggie
3: robertson just i am from orange county uh we come every year and i love halloween sean i
9: live in long beach it's convenient here i'm garrett i live in long beach from sacramento and i have nothing better better to do on a friday
0: <laughs> that's a great reason to go to a horror convention
1: this is one of the great reasons we love these conventions is, hey, there's always somebody who's like, I'm bored. There's a thing. I'm going to go to the thing.
0: I'm going to go to the thing. I also like to the um, the world's going to shit, so why not? <laughs> I,
1: I, I can't argue with that.
0: No, no, right?